Thanks for tuning in to the Upside Down Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'll be one of the hosts. We are a coffee, art, and community space located right across the street from UCLA in Westwood Village. During the week, Upside Down is a coffee shop where you can enjoy lattes, espresso drinks, cold brew, and visit our art gallery. Once a month, we have rotating art exhibitions, and we feature local artists. On this podcast, you might hear anything from an interview with those artists to an interview with a barista champion, one of our staff, or simply someone who comes into the coffee shop. We hope you'll enjoy, and thanks for tuning in. everyone and welcome to the Upside Down podcast and today we are joined by Victor Atkins who has been a artist in the LA area for a while and he lent us a good amount of his art to display in our coffee shop during this crazy year of 2020 Um, and I'm joined by our art director Melissa Moskowitz today and we're gonna jump in and just ask him a few questions about his work and his process and Hope you enjoy it. So, Melissa, I'm going to kick it over to you and you can intro Victor and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, fortunately, I met Victor before the pandemic shut down and um, met him at a fellow artist's home, um, Wendy Wolf. And we've had Wendy's show um, up last year at Upside Down. So I got to meet him there and his lovely wife, Diana. And I think the thing that stood out to me the most about Victor, um, well, two things. One is his absolutely bold, brave use of intense color um, in his work. And then the fact that his faith is so integral to how he sees his own art and art in general and and how he sees the world. Those two things um, stood out to me and especially the last, because even if an artist does have a relationship with God, it doesn't always have an impact on their work. And so those are the things that drew me to Victor. And um, then of course we had the pandemic and We had been planning a show of his work in November and December, but since we don't have the gallery open where anyone can actually, you know, view the work as if it is um, a true exhibition the way that we were able to last year, um, Victor was so kind and generous to us to lend us his pieces um, for the gallery, um, for Upside Down, so that people who are coming in to get coffee Um, And also people passing by in the street and even for just our staff, there's a vibrancy that's lent to the to upside down at this time when so much has been shut down. Yeah, these paintings are huge and super colorful. And it's funny, up until we got your paintings in the cafe, we had this exhibition on the wall with these quotes that were really important. They were, um, you know, fitting the moment that we were in and the racial justice movement um, from some leaders in that community. And, but I had been feeling like, man, we, after this, after we go back to having paintings, I really hope that the next show has a lot of color in it. 
and these honestly kind of blew me away. Um, so why don't we jump in and start there even? Uh, I had a, someone came into the cafe who's a graphic designer and they said, you know, when you first see works of art like this, the first thing that jumps out at you is the shapes. Um, and they said, but really he was, he's like an art director at some big company. And he said, but the color in here is amazing. Like being able to match the colors the way that you did. And especially in some of the gradients, like I'm thinking of the one blue sky eight that has like the half circle and mm -hmm. the different purples. Yeah, sure. So how do you, cause do you, do you just eyeball that and do that by hand? Like, honestly, it's pretty amazing how you get the gradients in there and like these perfect lines. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for, for inviting me to, to share my <laughs> world. Uh, I'm appreciative of you guys and upside of the gallery. And it's fun to chat about these things. Um, I, I, I make large compasses and I, so, so a lot of this is, is uh, drawn in pe pencil. There's really no planned idea for what these are going to look like. They're, they're all sort of done in the moment, if you will, and, and they kind of develop organically in, in terms of laying out what the thing will look like. So um, every painting has a story around a story, if you will. So I'll, I'll begin with one color. And, and then from there, um, I kind of enter into a relationship with, with God and, and a conversation uh, with, okay, Lord, what do we do next? So I intentionally bring the Lord into choices of color. And um, I only think of one color at a time or one stripe at a time or one line at a time. And I really felt the Lord speaking to me that, um, no, you're limited to one color, one stripe at a time. So mm -hmm. this way, it forced me into being radically present, not, not only with the application of, of paint, but an expression of, of my my intimacy with the Lord and having that kind of intense presence and that intense focus. So you got to use these paintings as, as a meditation process for me and a way to get closer to them. Um, I know that you also have a background in filmmaking and then um, you did that for a number of years and then you put that down and picked up your paintbrush again. So the whole meditative faith relationship um, that is evident, you know, between you and your work, you know, and the canvas, did that begin before, during the filmmaking period, during the years that you had in New York? What, what was this sort of faith trajectory as an artist? You know, prior to my relationship to the Lord, the thinking was an expression of color and, and chasing uh, the story or the narrative of, of um, what does color bring? How, does, how do we emote to that? And when we consider color within shape, and we, we in, I intentionally make the shape somewhat illusionary. Um, what, what does it do to the thinking of the viewer? What does it do to the emotions of the viewer? Um, after my um, yes to the Lord, uh, things radically changed. Um, so I fully understand being a color 
expressionist, if you will, before the Lord, where I use color to express my emotions that stopped and began with me. Um, with the Lord, it, it was telling a different story. Even though the colors, you know, are primarily very vibrant, there's still a lot of hope and peace in in the midst of like all this light. And that's not something you see a lot um, in the art world, especially right now where things are so dark. And so you've chosen to have a very positive sort of spin on um, the world. Uh, and I really appreciate that. Um, you have um, shown professionally, and I know you've had other shows and that you also show in some major gallery here in LA, right? Yeah. That correct. And, and as well in New York, I think it was, was it the Mizell Gallery? Yeah, the Louis K. Mizell. Yeah. So how, um, I know you're in Pasadena, your studio is in Pasadena. How do you see from this point on where obviously the world is really, and I, I mean, could say like this, you know, all the way till maybe next spring or so, how do you see yourself being able to enter like, back in like what are you doing now sort of in preparation to kind of enter back in if that's a great question um I, i'm actually privileged to have more time to think uh, without the pressure to do all the things in the world that i had to do before then uh, mm -hmm. um, my, my hope here is just to continue doing what i do is is, is Developing what the next story in my work looks like, it, it will be a little bit different, hopefully a little bit more organic and a little bit more playful. Um, mm -hmm. I've just completed the third revision of a screenplay that I'm working on that, that um, has been fun and it, it's been an opportunity because of this kind of uh, bonus of more time, if, if one could imagine what it's like to have more time. Uh, uh, so it's a screenplay I've been trying to pick up for years. I finally had an opportunity to do that and get it out to some people for, for um, feedback, and it's been really good. Uh, and I'm excited next week because I'm at the point where I've finished this draft. I can actually enter into some really uh, what's the extension of, of the next work, which, uh, you know, I'll do some instead of the, the heavy tape use. I'm hoping to do some more freehand stuff and uh, draw outside the lines, if you will. So oh, I'm, ex I'm excited. You know, I'm excited always with the opportunity to work. But um, it, it's kind of forced, you know, we're in such a dark time. It's kind of forced me to not focus on that and focus on, you know, as, as an, an expressionist <clears throat> who uses color, how can I use my work to bring hope in the world? How can I use my work uh, to bring light in the world? And it's been a remarkable blessing for me to have, you know, seven or eight paintings in, 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 your, in your space um, and um, do it under a very unusual circumstance. And 
but to know that people are getting to see the work and if one person gets touched, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to hear the story about the graphic designer. Um, yeah, this is the work is for people, it's not for me. So um, mm. if I have anything to say to other artists, just keep working. You know, you, you probably are the light, you probably are the, the vehicle of hope. Um, you know, scripture says that uh, the darkness doesn't understand light. So if we keep pouring light into the darkness, perhaps we can share some hope. Um, you know, it's true that we never know all of the people that we've touched and certainly with Upside Down. I mean, thankfully, we've expanded the hours now to be, um, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nine to four. So more people are able to come in. And I think that when people walk in or pass by in the street, they're already coming from, you know, a place. I, I do not think that anybody isn't walking around and at different points in the day is so aware that their lives are different, whether it's because they're wearing a mask or they're, you know, standing six feet apart from people that they pass in the street. And so all of these things that we're doing now during this pandemic have affected us emotionally and psychologically so that I was not only like, was I blessed that you were willing to lend us the paintings, but I was really purposeful because I had come to an impasse myself of what can we do that might affect somebody, even just somebody walking by. And that's why the very large, the Covidica piece, I really wanted, you know, in the front by the window so that people could see it, even if they didn't come in for coffee or tea. But I, I wonder like what goes on behind the scenes with you in terms of who are artists or screenwriters, um, people, you know, that have influenced you, like who are those people? Um, you're obviously an influencer, which you, I don't think artists are always conscious of that, but to me, you are an influencer here in LA because of how very different your work is, but who's influenced you? So many people. In film, it was really uh, the filmmakers of the New Age in France, the, you know, the New Age filmmakers, and, and later on, John, John Cassavetes, and, you know, uh, some of the French filmmakers, uh, and some of the Polish filmmakers. It's more the avant-garde, the expressionist. Again, as I said, with, you know, prior to saying yes to my relationship with God, my drive was how do how do I express how do I it's almost like the drive of the New York artist you know how do we do things that express our emotions that that um, push the boundary that, that get people to think and there was a drive and in, in, if you look at the New York expressionists like Rothko and and, and uh, mm. Motherwell and the whole group and Frankenthaler. There was a drive to to really put something big before you that was powerful and, and not really seen before it because they had all this expression that that built up o over centuries, really. So um, my, my my influences are those filmmakers, the painters, or people like 
anybody out of that New York school, and more contemporary, Frank Steller, Kenneth Nolan, um, the, the same painters, the colorist, Larry Poons, uh, contemporary painters in, in, in this time here in LA, it's a lot of the people who came out of uh, the light and space movement in Venice. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, I, I think the difference of my challenge, you know, after that yes to the Lord was now, what is this expression about? You know, art is really the expression of something. And so now the difference in my life is art is an expression of, of my relationship with God. It's integral with my faith. It's not separate from, I don't really know how any artist can compartmentalize that how it, you can just take my faith, put it over there, and then make a statement for the marketplace that is devoid of emotion and uh, connection to the amazing relationship that we are afraid to have with God. So it, it's the same as breath. You know, if we breathe as people of faith, we're aware that this is a new breath from the Lord. As we make art, this is a new expression of, of this breath, if you will. So um, that's what drives me now is this constant wanting to grow in my relationship with the Lord and the desperate, if you will, need to express it. So there's probably thousands of people who um, affected me. I, as a painter, I would say the most effect that I've ever had was the Water Lilies by Monet and uh, the Guernica by Picasso. So interesting. I grew up with um, a print of Guernica in my home, and um, my mom was an art historian um, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, so we grew up with this picture of Guernica in our house. We didn't have much explanation of it, um, but all of the movement and you know, dynamism and amazing emotional reaction that I had <laughs> as a result of looking at that almost every day of my life until I was 16 years old and we moved um, into Manhattan um, from the Bronx. But I could see how that influenced you. I mean, it's, your work is really, really different from that of, you know, Picasso and, and Guernica, but the whole thing about light and space and volume and, ins and outs. I mean, you've done that with color. And um, I think that's what speaks, at least to me, through your work is the, the message that those three things, light, volume, scale, have to do in, in imparting and in also drawing out an emotion from people. But I, I want to ask you something, because I'm a New Yorker, so it's still curious to me. I, I moved here five and a half years ago to L.A. Still curious to me how art is so spread out um, in Los Angeles and then the greater Los Angeles area. And you are in Pasadena. Now, did you feel at any time that perhaps you should be more like where art was happening, like, let's say, in the arts district or... Or is art happening far outside of, you know, L.A., the, the city of L.A.? I, th I think that um, 
there's a large community of artists here in Pasadena that, that we began to discover right before COVID and COVID sort of silenced it. And um, then we became very friendly with Wendy, who you mentioned, and, and she does a group called Nabi. Uh, and we, we've met quite a few artists through that. And that, they're more spread out. There's a few that are in Pasadena, but we have met quite a few artists here in Pasadena. There was a moment to answer your question where we thought we should be more central, but um, we, we found out that we can, if you will, create a community. We, we can create a centralness here by inviting people into our loft, inviting conversation, you know, bringing people in, into coffee, uh, you know, and that's been really remarkable, even in COVID. You know, we've had quite a few meetings with other artists doing safe distancing and, you know, being, being able to meet in the loft. I mean, we can sit 20 feet away here if we have to. So we've continued meeting. We've continued the conversation. And um, I, I don't feel the drive to be downtown. I, I think even downtown that's not the center of art. I mean, you could argue what is the center of art? Is it, is it in Culver City? Is it in Venice? Is, is it now in, um, up around Adams? You know, it's just everywhere. It's like somebody sat on New York and, and spread it out and it became LA. And so <laughs> I, I don't even know that there is a center. I think we have to invite people into a center. So, Tell us a little bit, because I already know this, but tell us a little bit about where did you start? Like, where were you born? What schools did you go to? Well, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I was born in Brooklyn. Um, stayed there just for a short time, and we were in the suburbs, and also for a short time. And lived for a while in the Rockaways, which is New York's Beach Line, and I, probably around 1920, uh, there was a heavy influx of, of drugs into the area, and um, I had a choice to make to join in or to go off to art school, so I decided to go off to art school. So what year was that that you went to art school? Uh, around 1969. You go to School of Visual Arts? I first went to the Art Students League. Ah, uh, okay. Six months. Mm -hmm. and, and then I, I spent a year and a half at the, yeah, the School of Visual Arts, but I left early because I got offered shows really early. And so I got really full of myself and I ran off and, and did the shows. So I, I showed pretty prolifically throughout my career in New York. Um, I just reached to the point where I, I, it was self-motivated. It was always up to me to, to keep that expression going. So I reached the point where, you know, I could never paint what I saw in my head. So that was probably when I was about 40 that I just stopped and moved to the film world. So most of my career, you know, I, I did very well with Larry Aldridge with his museum. He was a big backer of my work. It was Lewis, it was a little odd because I was the only abstractionist there. His drive of his gallery is super realism, but he, he loved the work. And he got some work, like one piece went into the Fort, uh, 
Fort Wayne Museum and got into a great color show with all the Joe Zalitsky, Larry Poons, with all the color, the colorists. And that, that was a high point for me at, at that time, you know, being considered to be part of that group. And uh, Tony King, there's so many great colorists in the 70s and 80s. And, um, Okay, because I know that um, something that you have done is um, you have an interest. I think we share this interest in mentoring, um, you know, what we call emerging artists or younger artists. And I believe you did some videos on YouTube about, uh, let me think, Art Unplugged. Right. Um, and are they still, um, can people still see them? Yeah, they're still under uh, on Instagram under Atkins Studios. I think it's at Atkins Studios. Um, sure, they're still up. We haven't continued with them. Our woman who was producing them moved off to Florida. Um, we probably down the road we'll do some more. But I think it's important that we pay it forward. You know that that whatever we've received, it's important to encourage people not to get lost in the same traps that are out there. Totally, I agree. Totally, it's something I'm dedicated to and actually upside down. Hopefully when we are able to open again, we'll continue this work of bringing, you know, emerging artists, artists from UCLA, um, other schools, um, and then some very established artists like yourself and Wendy Wolf. But I could go on and on talking with you, and I think we can't. Um, so interesting, Victor. I hope that people will come into Upside Down, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays to see the work. Um, it's going to be up for a couple more months, possibly just maybe to the end of November. And, um, and then also on all of Upside Down social media platforms. Thank you so much, Victor. Sure. Um, Victor. But let, let me say this about Upside Down because we, we, lived, we, we live in an art world right now, and especially in LA. I don't know what's going on in New York, but in LA, uh, there's very, very little opportunity for emerging artists. Uh, the majority of galleries want to show people who are already established, who already have a following, who already have a group of collectors, I'm really impressed about how that, that you're not afraid to take a risk on people, that you're not afraid to uh, put a number up that, that is way lower than we see in, in, in other galleries that makes art affordable, which I, I think is so important that, you know, people should be able to come into a, a gallery and not look at six figures. You know, it, it, it's just really remarkable what Upside Down does. And I, I give you great kudos. And um, I'm honored to, in any way that I can, make the public known about that. You, you guys are, are wonderful. And it's what the art, sh art world should be. We, we should invest in the young artists who, who are doing remarkable work and uh, the people of faith who, who have found the conversation that, that speaks to the world about things that, that are important for the world to hear. Uh, that's another aspect. You know, you're not showing shock art. You're not showing dark art. You're showing art that illuminates. So I, I just applaud you. Thanks, Thank Victor. you, Victor. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Alex.
you want to wrap us up? Sure. Yeah, thanks for your time. Um, anyone who's listening who hasn't seen Victor's art, I would encourage you to come in, grab a coffee. The pieces are huge. Each one is like five or six feet as like their shortest dimension on the length or width at minimum. So uh, the, the perspective is really hard to get just from our Instagram posts and things like that. Um, but yeah, a big part of kind of what you were just saying, Victor, is we've always wanted Upside Down to be kind of a invitational space where people can set their level of engagement, um, ask questions, grab a coffee, enjoy the art, really be invited into a conversation and I think this does that thanks for having a conversation with us <laughs> so um, my, my joy really great well thanks also Melissa I hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, yeah Tuesday Thursday 9 to 4 that's the plug if you want to come in and check this out so thanks for listening Hey everyone, this is Kyle again. Thanks for listening. We just wanted to share that we as a team at Upside Down really created this podcast for the Westwood community and we want to be a resource to you. So if you ever have any ideas for a show or you just want to connect with us, you can through Instagram or you can write us at hello at upsidedown.com or you can even just come in and grab a coffee at our coffee shop and we would love to see you there. Thanks for tuning in.